Before we get started, I have an important message. If you're on Medicare or about to be, you don't want to go it alone. And you don't want to just call the first guy who sends you a postcard. My husband did that, and he wound up with some bad advice that costs us a penalty each month that will never go away. So what can you do? Contact one of our member experts by going to certifiedmedicareagents.com and searching your state for an agent. You'll be able to look through our member agents and read about them. Then you can reach out to the agent or broker you select directly through the site. Now, one thing you should know is other sites who do this sell your information to 15 or more agents so you can get hundreds of unwanted phone calls. Not so with CertifiedMedicareAgents.com. You'll only be contacted by one agent, and if there is a problem, I may personally reach out to you, but generally you will only hear from the one agent you select. So head on over there right now before you forget and find a qualified and certified agent that can help you today. Now, let's start our program. Mitch's grandmother had been suffering from Alzheimer's for many years. He'll tell his story about how he moved to help his grandmother, then opened a board in care, and now helps seniors nationwide in his position with A Place for Mom on today's episode of Rock Your Retirement. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. This is the show where we help you have a great retirement. We don't talk about money. We don't talk about insurance. We talk about all the other things that you're going to need to know when you retire, or if you're already retired, we can help you have a better retirement. We can help you rock your retirement in areas such as social and family, adventure and travel, volunteer work and philanthropy, matters of the spirit and soul, sex, yes, sometimes we talk about that too. And last of all, we talk about ways to help your parents or others may need your help now or in the future. Baby boomers are in the sandwich generation, which means that they need to help their children and their parents sometimes at the same time. And we want you to be able to manage that as well. We want you to be passionate about your retirement, and we want to help you rock your retirement. Our guest today is Mitchell Au, and he watched his grandmother suffer from the debilitating symptoms of Alzheimer's for nearly 20 years until she passed at age 98. His extensive knowledge in senior care and housing options makes him an excellent resource in helping seniors and families in finding the best options in senior living. Not only that, but he has over eight years of professional experience working in the senior healthcare industry, including ownership and administration of two 10-bed senior retirement homes, as well as being the director of community sales and marketing at a few large assisted living and memory communities. To Mitch, 
His family is his passion, and we'll let him tell us a little bit about them. His favorite quote is, Happiness is not something ready-made. It comes from your own actions, and that's from the Dalai Lama. So, Mitch, does that pretty much describe you? It absolutely does. Thank you very much, Kathy. You're welcome. So tell me a little bit about your grandmother, Mitch. You said that your family was most important to you. So tell me a little bit about what was going on with your grandmother. Absolutely. Yes, my grandmother has been suffering um, from Alzheimer's for, for many years, and we've seen it get worse and worse. And then it finally came down to the time where really needed some family intervention and help and and uh, it was really, really tough on my, my aunt and uncle as she – my grandmother lived on her own, but my, my aunt and uncle lived nearby in Ventura. And they were able to go over and, and help her out and finally get a caregiver, but it, it was not enough. Um, they needed some, some respite time, some help during the times where the caregiver was not available and they had a vacation plan. So – I went ahead and, and offered myself to go down and, and help her out. Where were you living at the time? At that time, I was living in Orange County. So it was about okay. a two-hour drive for me to go down there. So I went down there and helped her out. And at that, at that point, uh, in the early 2000s, I really didn't know anything about caregiving. So I learned a great deal about caring for the elderly uh, with my grandmother. And uh, I was able to help her out a lot. I stayed there and lived with her for a little bit until – Things got a little bit better, and my, my uh, aunt and uncle came back and got appropriate care for her. But she was fortunate that she was able to live in her home with a full-time 24-7 care- caregiver. Uh, so we finally found a good person for her on that side. But it really opened my eyes up to the whole seniors out there that who need this help and don't know anything about it. And that must have been hugely expensive to have a 24-hour caregiver. It was extremely expensive. Uh, fortunately, she had a, a lot of savings that she was able to, to utilize for her care. And um, she just not, unfortunately, she was in that situation. But, but on the other side, a lot of seniors are not. And that's what I can help them out with. Well, that's great. You know, I have to tell you, on, on my own personal experience, my, my father has Parkinson's and my husband's father had Alzheimer's. And he didn't have a 24-hour caregiver. My uh, mother-in-law, you know, was was still there, and and she cared for him. But he did have a caregiver that would come in when you know she needed to go shopping, and she needed to, you know, she couldn't leave him by himself because he had advanced Alzheimer's. And what I noticed when we went to visit was, and this is nothing against caregivers, but he wasn't getting any social interaction. The caregiver pretty much let him sleep while the caregiver, I don't know, watch TV or whatever the caregiver was doing. And of course, they live in Austin. So do you think it's actually better to have a 24-hour live-in caregiver than it is to have, you know, either a, a facility where they're getting activities or maybe an adult daycare? What do you, what do you, what's your personal thought on that? Well, my personal thought now that I've been in this industry for well over 10 years, um, and we'll get into a little bit of uh, some of my experiences, but my thought is I would much rather have a senior, I think it's much better for a senior to live in an assisted living care home or a community because, as you just mentioned, there is a lot more social activities available to them, including transportation, and generally there's much better food options for them as well. So I, I agree with you. I think that 24-hour care, although some people think it's better than going into a facility or 
you know, going to adult daycare. I, I just think that having the, the people around you and the social activities will keep your family members brain functioning a lot longer than even though it seems like one-on-one would be better, doesn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. In fact, people usually have a much better fulfilled life and they open up to their original personality or at least closer to it when they have more social interaction. Absolutely. Your grandmother passed away. Is that when you decided to go into the senior care community since you had so much experience after that point? Or what made you decide to get into the business? Well, um, yeah, that had a major, major impact on it. In fact, at that, at that point when I was helping her out, I was in the pharmaceutical industry um, in sales and marketing in the hospital market, and I was able to get some time off to help her out. During that time, I unfortunately uh, was laid off, and I was trying to think of another market to get into, and I really, really liked the senior care industry because of the experience, positive experience that I had with uh, assisting with my grandmother. So I decided to, uh, at that point, decided to open a couple of care homes, and that's how I got into this industry. Wow. So let me ask you a question. You just decided to buy a couple of homes, or did you, did you buy a franchise? I mean, how, do you, how did you even figure out how to do that? Aren't there rules and regulations? <laughs> yes, there are a lot, a ton of rules and reg- regulations that I learned about. First, you need to be... Uh, you need to be certified with the the state that you're going to be working in with an administrator's license called a, an RCFE, or Residential Care Facility for the Elderly. So I went ahead and, and got educated by getting license on that, and then I started doing research. What I did was I found a care home that was uh, the owner was owned and operated, but she was retiring. So I went ahead and ended up purchasing that home and the business, and it was able to learn the business very, very quickly, very well. And a short time, literally two months after that, the house next door was up for sale. And I bought that house and I, and I opened up my second location. So I had two 10-bed assisted living care homes right next door to each other. And since I have a lot of experience with marketing, I was able to get those full uh, with residents there within the matter of a couple of months. And how many caregivers are usually taking care of 10, 10 people? Uh, during the day, I had two caregivers and a cook, as well as the nighttime, I had just one caregiver. And it was, it was, I also cared for dementia Alzheimer's residents, so we had awake staff 24-7 at, this, at my locations. Okay, and so I'm assuming that you sold that business, or yes, I did sell those businesses. In fact, it was I moved from San Diego to Arizona, Tucson, Arizona, for those businesses. I ran them both for five years. At the time of which my I, I have a wife and three kids. My three kids' children were small, and it was uh, moving from San Diego to the desert was just uh, very different for us. So. My, <laughs> Needless to say, my, my wife was very unhappy being in Arizona, and we de- I decided to, to move the family back to San Diego, and that's what I did. Sold the, both businesses. In fact, I still own the homes. So I own the homes. I, I sold the business. They still run as a care homes, and uh, that's when I decided I definitely want to stay in the senior care industry. 
Okay, that that makes sense. I know a lot of people that are moving to Arizona. I guess you found it too hot. Oh, that's way too hot. <laughs> and you're from from Southern California. You're used to the weather just being perfect almost all the time, and and uh, you look forward to your summer. But over there, when you look forward to the summer, the kids are out of school. Who wants to go out there when it's 120 degrees? It is. It, it was hard. Yeah, people from all over, um, actually the the uh, the world could be listening to this podcast. So for for the benefit of our listeners, we're located in San Diego, which pretty much has perfect weather year round. And Mitch works for a national company, although, and we'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, although he basically services the the area where we live. He'll talk to you a little bit about that. So, Mitch, tell me about what you're currently doing for seniors and how that helps my listeners who are baby boomers rock their own retirement. Absolutely. You probably, you probably work with their parents, right? Absolutely. Most of the people that we work with are the adult children. Occasionally, we work with seniors themselves, but most cases, it's going to be with the adult children that are helping find a safer and more conducive environment for their health. Uh, for their parents or grandparents or even aunts, uncles, everybody. The company they work for is called A Place for Mom, and it's a national organization that has been around since the year 2000. So nearly 16 years we've been helping families find senior care resources, including care and housing for those who are looking and don't really know where to start. And that's probably a lot of people. <laughs> that is a lot of people. We help over 20,000 people per year. Wow. And are they usually in crisis when they call you, or do people usually know in advance? How 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 is it when someone calls you? You know, do, do they wait until the doctor says, hey, your mom can't live alone? Or do they usually start talking to their parents like I did? <laughs> My, my parents have, um, they were living, my, when I say parents, I mean my dad and my stepmother. They were going back and forth between Alaska and Florida. And in Alaska, they had a condo with stairs. My dad has Parkinson's and he falls probably five or six times a day. And um, I was just seriously concerned that he was going to fall down the stairs. And my stepmother and he didn't seem to... They didn't seem to worry about it. <laughs> like yeah. he, falls, he falls 10 times a day. What do you mean he's never? So anyway, for, for about five years, I harassed them until they finally sold their home in Alaska. And now they're full time in Florida on a single story. They're currently living in a mobile home, but they're looking. They don't want to live in a senior community. They want to live on their own. And since my stepmother is so much younger than my father, that they'll probably be able to do that for a while. Is it mostly people like me that are saying, hey, you know, you've got some time. Why don't you look now? Or is it people that where the doctor says, no, you've got to do this today? It is all of the above. The beauty with a, with a place for mom is that we can start their search from any aspect of time from when they're looking. Uh, we get many calls, people just starting their search, and we have people that need something now. So we can help them in, in any time or anywhere they're at in their search for options for senior housing as well as home care because just like you said most of the seniors or I would say even almost say all of the seniors want to stay home they don't want to move it's a huge huge transition for them and they're they are going to be extremely resistant however the family members don't think it's going to be conducive to their their health um, and also their budget the budget is a main majority factor in them needing to move uh, because even though we do help out 
with home care, and we have lots of national great home care companies that we partner with, it is not cheap. It's, it's an expensive thing to, to be able to pay because insurance does not cover home care. So once we have that discussion and kind of educate them on how much it costs and what's involved, sometimes it's not going to work with their budget. So that's the point where we discuss other options. Some of those other options could range from independent living, assisted living, the memory care, Alzheimer's communities or homes, large, beautiful properties, communities, as well as the smaller, what I call mom and pop care homes like IRAN. So those are the options that we get into. So we can start at any process, immediate or just looking for long-term future. So what do you start with? Do you start with their budget or do you start with the location? I mean, how do, how do you even start that process? Well, we do a full discovery to find out their, their total needs, what they're looking for. Um, we have a lot of questions that we ask them first, but one very important question that we do ask is the budget. And we hope that they're going to be extremely truthful with us because not everybody wants to go, especially seniors, don't want to tell people about their financial situation. But the more information that we can get, it's going to just help find the most appropriate care because this is a completely private pay choice that they're making. And we, we partner with over 20,000 senior communities and care services throughout the nation. So we have a huge amount of partners that we work with, but we have to zero in on what they can afford and what they're looking for so we can make the appropriate referrals to them. And they can go ahead and schedule appointments with those communities or services and feel if it's going to work for their particular need. When you say private pay, you mean that if somebody's on Medicaid or in California, it's known as Medi-Cal, those aren't facilities that you work with. How do you, how do you, uh, when you find out somebody is maybe extremely low income, how do you help them? Do you just say, oh, we can't help you? Or do you refer them to a government agency? Or, or how do you handle that? Oh, that's a great question, Kathy. So what happens in, when we find out that a person is on complete straight Medi-Cal and we uncover that they have no other forms of financial assistance. We do ask questions such as, are they a veteran? Are they a spouse of a veteran? We ask them if they have any type of long-term care insurance or life insurance, because those last two can be turned into a living benefit that can help them with their current situation. Also, regarding the veteran status, if they are in fact a veteran or spouse of a veteran, there's some benefits, financial benefits, that they can potentially get approved for that can also be put toward their current situation for assisted living or even home care. That's great to know. You know, there are a lot of veterans, especially here where we live in San Diego, because, it, you know, it's a, we have a base here. And um, a lot of people retire here because the weather is so beautiful. Absolutely. But the other thing I wanted to mention is that for those that we just can't uncover or they don't have any other forms of of assets or no life insurance, anything at all, and they're straight Medi-Cal and have a very, very low income, unfortunately, we would not be able to refer them to any partners that work with us because they will be looking for some type of a government assistance program. So what we do at that point is we go ahead and email them a list of public pay resources. So it's kind of a packet. And there's a lot of different resources on there that they may not be aware of that can steer them in the, in the right direction. There is a program that's out there, not a whole lot of people on this program, but it's called the Assisted Living Waiver Program, and it is for those low-income Medi-Cal seniors. The contracted communities have a limited amount of rooms available or beds available for these residents that are low-income. It is a government program, so there's a process that that, uh, is a little bit lengthy, 
But once approved, they have the, the ability to move to one of these properties if they have a vacancy. And that's another difficult part because these communities, there's only a handful that's approved in San Diego. Last time I checked, they were all full with a long waiting list. So that's, it's a very difficult situation when they have absolutely no money. But we can discuss some options. Sometimes we find there are money that they weren't aware of. But if you know that you may be needing care in a couple of years, then maybe you should apply for the program now since there's such a long waiting period instead of waiting until your parent is in a crisis mode. Uh, absolutely. Well, at least find out. You may not be able to apply for it because you may not qualify for it at that point because there has to be a care need at the time of, of applying for it. Um, but at least be educated. Just know what is available for, for, the, for their need if that time comes. Absolutely. And I can help Great out advice. And I'm glad that you don't just leave them hanging, that you at least email them some resources so that they can get some information on their own. Absolutely. We say that we help everybody. We may not be able to find the most appropriate place that can fit all of their particular needs, but we still help everybody. We'll guide them with the resources that possibly can help them if we can't directly. That's good. So do your, what do you call the people that, uh, that, that do the help? Are they advisors? What, what do you, what do you call them? Yes, we're actually all considered advisors. My, my title is the community relations advisor. So what I do is I am the outside marketer slash educator. What I do is I cover all of San Diego County and I, I visit the hospitals, the skilled nursing facilities and, and senior communities out there and explain and educate what a place for mom does and how we can assist with their patients in those areas. The representatives or the advisors that help directly with the families, they are called the senior living advisors. We have well over 300 advisors, senior living advisors throughout the nation. And we all are remote employed, salaried employees, staff employees of a place for mom. So we work out of our homes and we were able to help out with those families directly from from our own offices. So you do everything on the phone then? You don't visit with people pers- you know, face-to-face? The advisors generally do not visit the senior living advisors, excuse me, do not generally visit the families at their homes or the facilities. However, they do call upon me, the community, relation advisors, and we have uh, another about 100 other advisors throughout community relations advisors throughout the nation. We are there for that reason. So if a family member is at a community hospital or skilled nursing facility and definitely wants to visit a live person, then they call upon me or the community relations advisors and we would, we would go ahead and visit them ourselves and uh, get, get the information that they need. That must be a lot of running around you do. But I I would expect that a lot of baby boomers just like doing things over the phone. Absolutely. We used to have the advisors, all independent contractor advisors with a place around about four years ago. And that's exactly what they did is they would drive around everywhere and give people tours. But we decided we want to be able to help more people. And a way to help more people is we eliminated the actual face-to-face time as much as possible. And we're able to help out more people just as as, uh, we were hoping by being more virtual because this world is going more virtual. And most of the families are are very understanding on that and have no problem with that at all. And probably a lot of families, they don't even live near their parents like me. (laughs) That's very, very true. That is very true. So we have a lot of special 
programs that we can utilize that we can get everybody in sync no matter where they live. Uh, there's a special private account that we utilize through our programming system that we email to the family and they can share their notes and converse, converse via this program with the family members and that's their own. It's, it's private so they can um, – they usually have one point person that maybe goes down to visit the properties and then they can go ahead and leave the notes in this one section when all the rest of the family, siblings, relatives have access to it and can see all their notes and they can add whatever information that they want as well. Oh, that's good to know. Good, because I know that my family, there's me in San Diego or <laughs> my sister in Alaska, my other sister in Washington, and my brother in Germany. <laughs> exactly. We deal with that all the time. Okay, so I, I get that. That sounds good to have that place where everybody can talk, kind of like a private Facebook page yeah, or something? Pretty much, exactly, yeah. Tell me a story about how your service was able to really help somebody so that my listeners get a good feel for what you do, other than you just saying, I, I help place people, <laughs> because most people don't really understand what you do. <laughs> Absolutely, okay. not a problem at all. So, there's a lot, a lot of stories out there that we help, but uh, one, one particular story that, that kind of stands out in my mind is a, a recent, recent situation where her name is Kathy, not the same Kathy as you, of course, <laughs> but her name is Kathy, and she was having some major challenges at a skilled nursing facility, and she was able to get a, a hold of me through one of my, my uh, hospital contacts, and even though we don't refer to skilled nursing facilities, she still reached out to me. And since I do have a lot of knowledge with all of the skilled nursing facilities in San Diego County and hospitals, I was able to help her in finding another one. Now, in this move, her father was going to need skilled nursing just for a short time, um, less than three weeks or four weeks or so. So at that point, I asked, of course, what is her plan after that? And she was hoping to bring him back home. And uh, she said that she is his primary caregiver. So I offered my help saying that, okay, that's, that's great. Hope everything works out well. However, if she has any, any challenges that uh, would, she would necessitate a private duty caregiver or is interested in moving her father to a assisted living care home so she can kind of get her life back, to please let me know. So what happened was she went ahead and, and toured a couple of skilled nursing facilities that I told her about that was near her. And she did like one of them very much. She moved dad there, and he did very well. He did get better, ended up being discharged, moved back home with her. And she called me and says, I am having such a hard time. I'm having a really, really hard time caring for him. His needs has, has gotten so much that it's wearing her out. So she asked if I can help her. I said, absolutely. I can, I can send a couple of referral companies or, rec or refer a couple of referral companies that I think are very good. That's also handles her particular area here in San Diego. And for home care? For home care, yes. I'm sorry. Home care, caregiving need, which is a considered a non-medical service. Uh, so it's certified caregivers. So she, she ended up uh, deciding to go with one of them and she was doing, she said that it worked out very, very well. She was able to get her sanity back actually, she said, and, and, um, convert back into the father-daughter relationship because, as you can imagine, you know, maybe you have kind of understand that sometimes that uh, role is reversed once your, your loved one or your parents need care, kind of role reversal. So once you bring it back to the 
the father or mother, daughter, child, then things get much, much better because now you're just basically talking in that, that same way and, and loving them that way. So everything really, really well until the time comes where this, she said that the care is wonderful. However, now um, his care is increasing and it's starting to cost a little too much that they can afford. Um, she was already supplementing out of her own pocket. And she says that uh, that's just not going to be possible for too much longer. So she asked for some recommendations or some referrals on some appropriate senior living communities or boarding care homes. And I was able to also refer a few options, and she ended up moving dad into a care home. And uh, everything is working very, very well with that. And during that time, her father-in-law, actually her mother and father-in-law, were having a, an issue. And uh, she immediately called, called me and, and says, I need a caregiver for, for them as well. So I was able to talk to them, and they, in fact, hired the same company that helped her father. So she is extremely happy with the services that we have and, and says that she's always going to recommend me and a place for mom for all of her friends and family. And I just want to remind her that we're not just San Diego. I cover anywhere in the country. And then what I do is I find that I find the appropriate senior living advisor closest to the area anywhere in the country that would have some personal knowledge physical knowledge of being to these many communities um, to where they're searching. So we can help anybody in uh, just about anywhere in the country. That's great that it's a national provider, you know, because like I said earlier, people don't live near, near their parents. And I'm so glad that you were able to help Kathy with her needs. And it sounds great. Sounds like she's getting, I don't know if she's retired or not, but it sounds like she's getting her life back now. And as somebody who knows a lot of people who, you know, I, I don't give one-on-one -on -one care to my father because he lives in Florida, but I do see what my stepmother goes through. I've read studies where if you're the primary caregiver for somebody with dementia, your life expectancy actually is shortened. And so it's, it's such a great service that you provide. And you know what, Kathy, the best thing about it, it's completely free with no obligation to all the seniors and families that we serve completely free. Now I'll tell you why, because the next question is, well, how do you get paid? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. It always does. So as I mentioned earlier, we partner with well over 20,000 senior communities and care services throughout the nation. It is completely free also to be a partner with A Place for Mom. However, it is how we get paid is when we refer a family to their community or service, and then they move in or start service they agree to pay a place for mom a referral fee. So it's a win-win-win for everybody because the family's looking for options, we give it to them. It's a win. The community or services are looking for customers. We found them, a win there. And then of course, a place for mom, helping both of these two, it's a win because we're helping seniors and we also made a little income for helping them as well. So it's a win-win-win. Yeah. Kind of like how travel agencies used to work. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, you, you got to get your plane tickets and you didn't have to pay anything extra. And the travel agencies got a commission from the airlines. That's exactly right. So that's great. Okay, well, we're coming up on our 30-minute mark. So we're going to go into our wrap-up. And I always ask two questions of everybody that I interview. And the first question is, and remember, we're talking to baby boomers. 
so not necessarily your clients, but your your clients' children. What do you think people should know before they retire? Well, before they retire, I think it's so, so important to get educated on what's available out there. Um, what the biggest term out there what people think is nursing homes. Um, they need to really make themselves educated on what a nursing home is now because there are such really, really nice assisted living care home communities. There are ones that have a skilled nursing facility attached to it. We call that a CCRC or continuing care community, retirement community. And there's also the the ones that are all independent living or assisted living, including memory care. And then if they really don't like the larger communities and and or their budget is smaller, then there's the assisted living care homes that are a lower priced option that have a lot of the amenities of the larger ones. It's just that it's, a, it's usually a six bed or six resident um, care home and it's a regular home just like a regular community uh, I'm sorry regular residential community home would be be at and they have 24-7 caregivers around the clock so I think the biggest thing right now is just to be educated on what's available out there for if there's a need in the future for their loved ones or even themselves in the future the last question is we have listeners who are might maybe they're new retirees or maybe they're they've been retired for a while but they feel stuck you know, their their lives are kind of stuck at the moment. If you were sitting across the table from a new retiree, what's the one piece of advice that you would give them to have a successful retirement? Well, the one piece of advice I would say I would love to share with them is that uh, just educate themselves once again and be prepared for living how they want to live in their, in their future um, as long as possible. Um, just know all of the or understand all of the wonderful options that are available to them because it's a big maze out there Kathy there's a maze of options out there in the senior housing and care options uh, both locally and nationally and and I would just again love to be able to tell them that there's lots of options but it's never too early it's never too early to start looking and understanding what's available that's great advice so how can my guests contact you for more information um, they can call me directly. I have a cell phone text. Um, it's uh, 760-593-7373. Or they can call me at t- my toll-free number at 866-333-3647. I'm more than happy to get an email at uh, Mitchell A. That is M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-A at aplaceformom.com. Well, thank you so much. This was wonderful learning about A Place for Mom. And thank you. And for all of my listeners, we'll see you on the next show of Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com. If you want to be able to walk your dog, go to the gym, 
do the dishes, or anything else while listening to the show, you can subscribe on the iTunes podcast app or on your Android app, such as Podcast Addict. It makes it so much easier to take the program with you. You can even listen in your car. Are you a couple who is living in North County, San Diego, and would like to make more friends who are aged 50 and over? North County Young at Heart Meetup Group is looking for more members. The membership dues are only $10 a year, but if you host one meetup, your dues are waived. For more information, if you are in San Diego, just go to meetup.com, sign up for a free meetup membership, and then search for North County Young at Heart. Remember, if you host an event during your three-month trial, your fees are waived. Are you a couple who is living in North County, San Diego, and would like to make more friends who are aged 50 and over? North County Young at Heart Meetup Group is looking for more members. The membership dues are only $10 a year, but if you host one meetup, your dues are waived. For more information, if you are in San Diego, just go to meetup.com, sign up for a free meetup membership, and then search for North County Young at Heart. Remember, if you host an event during your three-month trial, your fees are waived. Are you a couple who is living in North County, San Diego, and would like to make more friends who are aged 50 and over? North County Young at Heart Meetup Group is looking for more members. The membership dues are only $10 a year, but if you host one meetup, your dues are waived. For more information, if you're in San Diego, just go to meetup.com, sign up for a free meetup membership, and then search for North County Young at Heart. Remember, if you host an event during your three-month trial, your fees are waived.